0: podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies that's right whether they result in smiles or tears from get in line to ears, get in line a song that we will never cover as it is a b-side where it's all been done the podcast his creation myth is resurrected it's my co-host evan
1: while you all slumbered he sat and crunched numbers of all the casualties he could afford it's my co-host saker
0: oh what was that number did i ever let you know
1: a zero Mm -hmm. yeah
0: i cannot afford anyone to die (laughs) we're gonna take yeah it's no
1: child left behind as far as i'm concerned and we're in the right era for it brennick and ladies wise damn right no child left behind but i mean no adult left behind either no Uh, elderly person nothing
0: i suppose that's true yes zero casualties no one ever left behind i
1: mean that's ideal Um, right is you don't want anyone to die
0: yeah 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 i don't know why that's contentious why did i pause if even for a moment it made me sound like someone you thought
1: maybe i was laying a trap for you
0: (laughs) yeah that's exactly thought you were trying to trick me somehow Uh, i wasn't
1: Uh, i wasn't yeah we should not not gear towards any murders uh, (laughs) or suicides or anything like that yeah we don't want anyone to die
0: what's evan trying to get me to say Mm -hmm. yeah evan i agree no suicides
1: well there you go
0: Bring it! Oh, not even Hitler. It was not good that he. <laughs> All right, I get you. Um, uh, well, and It wasn't early... good that
1: Hitler killed himself because I wanted to see him tried for war crimes.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess that's true, huh? It would have been better. Well, what what would have been worse? I guess he would have gone to prison forever.
1: No, he probably would have been executed.
0: Yeah, okay, he would have been. <laughs> A lot of people <laughs> executed
1: in the Nuremberg trials, bud.
0: Sure. Um, do you think it would have been? But then he would have gotten more eyes on. I suppose you can't get more eyes on you than, than World War Two. Yeah, it's not like yeah. I don't yeah. think
1: like I don't think the reach of his message is really the concern <laughs> with regards re Hitler.
0: Sure, sure. Did you know that that phrase R E colon mm-hmm. is actually pronounced Ray? Have we ever discussed this before? Why? I don't, I don't understand. I think it's from the Latin for something, but people would think it's like regarding or yeah, in to. Yeah, I always thought it was regarding. To. Yeah. No, but uh, but it I stands learned. for something completely different that uh, that I that I cannot remember at the moment. That, but you must believe me. It
1: stands for "Requiescat in Pace."
0: There we go. Rest rest in peace, Hitler is exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Uh, it's Latin for uh, "in the matter of," hmm. and it is "re." Um, used to indicate that a judicial proceeding may not have formally designated adverse parties or is otherwise in, uncontested. I, well, that's interesting. I, I Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Just FYI. Now, you know the rest of the story, as my friend Paul Harvey used to say. Yeah.
1: Your best friend, Paul Harvey.
0: My BFFPH. Your
1: best friend, Steve Harvey.
0: Oh, man. Can you imagine? We get into a room in there is Paul Harvey. In there is Steve Harvey. In there is Harvey the Wonder Hamster from the Weird Al show. Harvey Weinstein. The, Harvey. Everyone's favorite Harveys. How many other famous Harve, Harvey Dent? A fictional mm-hmm. character, Harvey Dent, is in there. Yeah. What are some other famous Harveys? I,
1: You've, you've plumbed the depths <laughs> of my Harvey knowledge.
0: Have I? Man, it's hard to... Yeah, it's Harvey to think about anymore. I think that's probably the, the extent of it.
1: Um... Weird, weird name, Harvey. When you think about it, well, all names are kind of weird when you think about it. James. James. That's a (laughs) weird name.
0: Yeah, I guess when you say like like a single single
1: James wasn't enough, you had to name Uh, him James.
0: We've done this every time. The name James. You're the one brought up,
1: James. Daniel. Daniels.
0: (laughs) Sure, Stormy Daniels. You're right. Good call.
1: What a strange name, Stormy. All those like weird biblical names. You know how it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's almost like every name, every word is just a strange combination of letters set to Mm
1: -hmm. random, wow. Hey, 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 don't be uh, alphabetocentric. I mean, (laughs) words don't have to be made of letters. They can be made of pictograms. They could be made of kanji, hanji. Uh, They might not even have written uh, equivalents.
0: When I had my son, could I have named him something in kanji? Would they have accepted that? Ooh,
1: probably. Um, you probably have to write it out in um, English, almost assuredly, or not English yeah. in um, in uh, the American alphabet. I bet. Sure. Sure. Um, they. I had it's. It was an apocryphal story at my high school that our math teacher, and I think this is an apocryphal story at everyone's high school that our math teacher, who was, you know, there's you've always there's always the one math teacher, right, mm. the, who's a little bit a little bit wild, a little bit kooky, and the sure. apocryphal story yeah. was that. Uh, he had named his son it with a, with like a plus sign in his name.
0: <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. That's or some sort of, brand. it was some
1: sort of mathematical notation and they would not let him do that or they let him do it, but then the law changed so that you couldn't do it or something like that.
0: Interesting. Yeah. A very, a so, Prince-esque story. Yeah.
1: So you, your name is like Jondry, ja- but you've got like a silent plus at the end of your name. Sure.
0: Your name is Travis, except the T is a plus. Your <laughs> name is just Plus Ravis. Yeah, I mean, and Let's I bet you can,
1: like, you could you could put, like, any sort of character, though, because, you, like, you couldn't stop somebody from naming someone, like, their kid, like, something with, like, an F set in it, or, or like, a tilde over the N. Yeah, like,
0: I mean, is there anything stopping you from naming your son or daughter the entire text of Atlas Shrugged? I mean, how long, is there a, a character limit to the name of a person?
1: I bet there is. Really? I bet there is, because I know that um, there was, that? I had some... Uh, Thai friends who were always complaining about character limits on everything, really? because their name was like Arden Sapsula Chai, and then like another two or three syllables after that. But sure. um, you know I mean, you know, that's just normal uh, for for Thai names, but not necessarily for American names. You you. But just...
0: that's that's their complaint about like uh, Facebook or something, like like name mm-hmm. fields on on forms, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. Well,
1: yeah, like, and I bet I bet there are character limits and i bet they are super racist because i know that like a lot of like native hawaiian names are also very long and yeah. uh um you know white names tend not to be that long especially well i mean we do hyphenate but we always it's like wembleyton smythe uh Brickhower.
0: sure yeah uh it appears that the maximum length of a name is 300 characters oh so that's a lot of characters. yeah that seems
1: that seems pretty that's a so To answer your question, Atlas Shrugged, no. Probably the first, like, (laughs) sentence or two of Atlas Shrugged.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 300 characters is quite a lot. The minimum length of a name is one letter. Yeah, I know. I know that because my
1: partner's (laughs) name is one letter.
0: That's true. Yes, I forgot. That is true. Legal name of your partner. Mm -hmm. Um, In my school, the weirdo math teacher used to play uh, bare naked Ladies during class. So good times. Mm. It was a lot of fun. Fostered my love... Thank you, Mr. Carcelli. You're a good man and we, we respect you. Carcelli. Uh, Carcelli. You can hear more in Letters from Yesterday, Episode 2. The <laughs> Hit Podcast. Available on all podcasting catchers. Um, EBO. I think they're just having... called Podcatchers. Podcatchers. Yeah. So we've So it was lowered from iTunes broadcast, or what was it? How do we get podcasts again? <laughs> How do we get podcasts? I forget. Oh, whatever. I'm sorry. This is a this is a fruitless way.
1: We were having such fun and playing such games, Evan. Do you think that like podcast, the term podcast will outlive the that which spawned it? Like because it's 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 obviously like an apple branded term because nobody has an ipod except for apple right yeah so but, uh, we, but most podcasts don't necessarily oh, come well, through apple yeah that's
0: where it's from is ipod broadcast so we got mm-hmm. podcasts right and ipods don't exist anymore iphones do right so yes it's already outlived its its uh its parents yeah
1: so like and we call it yeah it's like kleenex right we call everything kleenex even though like they're like kleenex is a brand
0: yeah boy i wonder why they were even they had the portmanteau of ipods in the first place because that obviously they were well if it's ipod a, wasn't the only yeah but on the ipod
1: ipod podcast sounds better than like mp3 playcast mpcast yeah
0: yeah you're ah, only because Zoom you're being cast. very prezocentric, centric i gotta say had we started with a a a, a Zoomcast, that would have been good um yep. and a podcast retains that rhyme i suppose with broadcast so i don't know you're right you're always right i wish we would have called them squad because they always have a couple people doing them <laughs> that sounds like a good name do they <laughs> they should if they don't <laughs> um and we've got a couple people doing this one it's a naked ladies but i had a great segue earlier <laughs> and then we just kept on i moving. always
1: i always try and push you through
0: You do, and usually it makes me a better person. In this case, it makes me a worse one. (laughs) Our song this week is called Fun and Games, and if you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample.
1: We sent in the army, they sounded alarms, we saw it coming from a mile away, we kept it off radar, Epo. cause we had to We say don't just have
0: fun in this song, and we don't just have games, my friend. We have fun we and have games. We have neither. <laughs> we have both.
1: This song is have... neither about fun nor games.
0: <laughs> well, to some, there is fun in games. Too many neither fun nor games. I suppose, Yorker. like
1: if you believe in like a Bilderberger group that runs everything and like a shadow government manipulating, you know, the lives of the underclass, you know, well, that yeah, that that, that like a, a bunch of like Simpsonesque characters, head by Montgomery Burns, who like gather around a table and like sip their fucking uh, Chianti and decide to make you know Steve Gutenberg a star.
0: Sure, he wags the dog. Um, but here's the thing is obviously the fun and games is not necessarily about the war itself, but about the profiteering that came from the war, right? Those are the the real fun and games off of this. Yeah, it's
1: a fucking Wild West when you topple a, a government.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think some people were definitely having fun and, and playing games here. Uh, they were certainly playing games with people's lives. They were having fun making that money. Uh, startling to me that you would think any different, unless you were one of them. Are you part of the 1% Ev? You are wearing a button up shirt right now. So you have to tell me or else you're, it's entrapment.
1: I just came from a meeting.
0: You came from a meeting. All right. Got it. Do you have to wear, I know you're, you're doing your at home. You have to wear button up shirts.
1: I was presenting. So I had to wear a shirt that, cause it's a, it's a zoom meeting, right? So they can sure. see you. So I can't just like show up in my, like. You know, hot dog with a with a wiener dog shirt, or you know, like my <laughs> Denmark have... my Denmark knows barbecue shirt.
0: Yeah, you had your uh, your Halloween decorations in the background, though, or did you have a very uh, a zoom background?
1: I uh, I did it in a different room.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, got it, got it. A lot of specifics about your house. I think in this episode, let's really get into the details of where you live. Uh, what mm-hmm. room are you in right
1: now? I'm in my bedroom.
0: Great. Very good. Very good. Um, okay, so where I
1: sleep. <laughs> But also where I perform this podcast on occasion.
0: On occasion, usually a basement man.
1: Mm. Uh, I like no, those
0: basement episodes more. You have a you have a different energy in the basement. You have a
1: rowdier energy. You're a bigger man. Well, that's because I'm looking at all the fucking disembodied ghosts down there. <laughs> sure, absolutely. They, they just me, feel like give me a lot of energy, and also, but you know, afterwards I get like that that come down after after the podcast because all the ghosts leave me.
0: Yeah, yeah, that checks out. Um,
1: a big old possession come down.
0: It's also a bigger room. There's less furniture, and I feel like your ego tends to take up the room, right? The size of the room. Is that an insult? No, absolutely not. You're a man who fills up a room.
1: I fill up a room.
0: With his ego. With my ego.
1: (laughs) I'll take that compliment in the spirit which it was offered. Good, Which is to say (laughs) shilly-handedly.
0: Yes, I think both of those, perhaps. Um, Ev, thank you for taking time out of your work day uh to do this osu if you're listening just kidding it's way after 5 p.m um <laughs> uh let's talk about this song a little bit um so obviously uh, lyrically there's not much to talk about here it is very upfront with its ideas right uh, Yes, this is. is a song about the iraq war
1: correct or well you said specifically about sort of the the bush administration's role in the iraq war
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, uh, about how they kind of uh, undervalue the lives of people who they send into war uh, while overvaluing uh, the the stocks and bonds and, uh, you know, what they're getting out of the war. Um, Correct. Yeah, it is perhaps the most on-the-nose naked Lady song of all time. It has no... Uh, pretense it has no artifice to it would you agree yes okay <laughs> very good very good um yeah I don't know uh it's 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 a good song i thought it was interesting uh what did you think about uh generally uh, about this song any ideas any thoughts
1: musically or, or lyrically or what, what are i mean we
0: lyrically did you have anything to say about it
1: I mean I was wondering if it was like really a commentary on, I don't know, the Star Wars prequels, or maybe, like, specifically the Phantom Menace. Like, I didn't know for sure.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, let me look at these lyrics again while you go off, son.
1: Do it. I don't need to go off. I mean, it's specifically, oh. like, Palpatine's role in undermining the New Republic so that he could uh, mm. trick Natalie Portman and Jar Jar into a vote of no confidence, which is actually technically called a vote of confidence. Because you're voting, confi- you're voting a confidence in the elected official rather than no confidence. If you... If you- <laughs> So I uh, sure. anyway, the parliamentarian got it wrong. so um, okay, got it. So yeah, just uh, manipulating everything uh, for the, sort of the sith essentially, which I never really got that, but then again the law didn't get a lot of things in the, in the prequels.
0: So, so. so the the army being spoken about in this perhaps would be the clone
1: Army or the, the... droid army, especially because we see the droids get blown apart pretty pretty effectively.
0: Yeah, we really don't see any pieces of any clones except for when Boba's holding Django's head in his hands, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and I
1: was surprised that, like, head didn't fall out of that good old wouldn't helmet. Wouldn't that have
0: been fucking great? Oh, I would have loved that. It wouldn't
1: <laughs> have been much of a kid movie, though.
0: Oh, it would have been a great comedic beat. I, <laughs> I, I would have.
1: That's what you're think. really looking for in those. Like, the music swells. John Williams, uh, lazy John Williams with his same score, continues to replay it. And uh, then the head just falls out plump
0: good old lazy john williams
1: although there is that like they did i remember specifically being in the theater when boba fett like touches his forehead to the helmet there's like a there's an obvious like little thunk noise that like there comes really? up through the through the <laughs> mic yeah man
0: man what a fucking what a wild ride boba fett is right i, suppose. I mean like, he's he's got i mean I, i'm this is not a Star Wars podcast, nor do I have any new takes to offer, but he's in the actual, the the original three movies for maybe two minutes of screen time total and popular enough to get an entire fucking backstory in the prequels, right? Wild. I mean, where's my uh, Salacious Crumb prequel? Where's my... Uh... Uh, you're looking
1: for Tales of Jabba's Palace, which is an anthology published in the late 90s. Uh, it's got a whole story about Salacious Crumb.
0: Okay, all right. I'm, I'm actually sure ordering there's...
1: it for you right now on Bookshop, and it'll <laughs> be in your house in uh, about 10 to 20 days.
0: I'm sure there's a novel or a comic comic book or a web series for every character but how many of them that get expounded within the movies themselves just my boy Bobby, right
1: i think my favorite thing is is how deep and weird the star wars lore is so you could be like oh i like this uh guy who piloted the ship the one time let me look on the star wars wiki yeah he's got a name he's got an entire backstory and a future oh, yeah
0: yeah 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 absolutely um i love that I, I i do love how deep it runs in fact i was so excited for um uh, Snap Wexley in the new I don't, I'm don't. i not a new trilogy fan but boy do I Love me some Snap Wexley mm-hmm. um, And uh, I was like oh I wonder Let me uh, go online and and See what Snap Wexley is all about And it turns out that he is The uh, stepson of Wedge Antilles which I fucking oh, love wow. He's just some random dude He's like oh yeah I guess this is also Wedge Antilles Stepson <laughs> like they just make So many connections in that dumbass series I love it Um but yeah, snap. Well, waxing. yeah, I mean,
1: the, the galaxy, despite being fucking enormous, everyone is related to everyone all the time, all the way down. So,
0: so tiny. I, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it does make it feel very sweet and warm and close, but it is stupid. I mean, it's the dumbest shit in the world. <laughs> Did you think, speaking of uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker spoilers, number one, what a bad movie. Number two. Hated it. That ending beat with, uh, with uh, uh, Billy Dee Williams and that girl Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're gonna find your pair. I mean, it definitely seemed like he was hitting on her, right?
1: You know, I'd like to say no, but I feel. <laughs> but in Billy D. Williams' defense, like Lando Calrissian, I don't think he's ever had an interaction with anyone he wasn't hitting on.
0: Sure, but it's such a weird. But I mean, I guess there are a bunch of cutscenes that imply. Which that isn't he really didn't...
1: his defense. Like if he's actively hitting on literally everyone around him all the time, sure. that seems kind of predatory. But you know, sure. whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah.
0: Um, that there was a there were some cutscenes that implied that he was her father, which is again this universe is so fucking small and stupid, mm-hmm. and I hate it. Um, where the fuck we we're talking about the Clone Wars? That's
1: right. I bet Lando's a lot of people's fathers, to be honest. Oh
0: no doubt, half of the main cast. Yeah, you don't I'm get to sure. be
1: fucking governor of Cloud City, Cloud fucking City, yeah. without you know. So, in a lot of rain in those clouds. A lot you think of juice. that's how
0: he—that's how he got to where he was by by impregnating a lot of
1: people. Yeah, he just he just goes up and you know fucks a moisture evaporator, and then you know collects the <laughs> collects everything and sure, sure, aspirates it through the entire clouds. Everyone's yeah. pregnant, man, woman, alien.
0: Oh, and that I sure that makes sense. So his in Cloud City it rains semen. Is that what you are implying?
1: The clouds themselves are big, fluffy. Uh,
0: big Wounds fluffy impregnated G's. with
1: lando's <Got it>. seed.
0: Oh my god, his alien cloud babies falling from the sky. Horrifying. Um yeah. this cloud city baby. Um where here's my question. Mm-hmm. Obviously we have this strong denouncement of our 2007-6 government, right? Correct. Where are the fucking anti-Trump songs? Right? Fake Nudes Nudes was recorded and released in 2017, and the closest we get to an anti-Trump song is the the fucking toothless anti-racism anthem Invisible Fence, Mm -hmm. which includes the following lines. Yeah, sure, that we may have variants, like the color of the skin or how we dance. At the end of the day, we're not different. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the fucking the most toothless, dumb shit anti-racism anthem of all time. Where, where are the bare ladies? They used to be so outspoken and so fucking like
1: political, and now they're just big fluffy cloud city babies. We've talked about it before. It it, it was really Steve, Steve who was the driving force behind the politics, and he's still writing these songs. Like he's still writing yeah. white white noise and shit like that. Like like pretty pretty i want to say timely anti government song anti conservative songs that are going to live in the moment and not be remembered like a year a year later right? yeah
0: right right it's just it's like i feel like i can't believe that ed and and kev seem very civically minded i mean for like whatever 20 weeks now they've been doing You know, uh, selfie cam jams to benefit, uh, you know, all sorts of different like, you know, getting food to people in food deserts and COVID relief and all sorts of stuff. And how are they so able?
1: Is it because they're aiming for a wide
0: audience, do you think? Is it because they want? I
1: don't know. You can be you can be civically minded and socially active without, you know, writing anti-government songs. But if that's your life, administration songs.
0: If that's, I get, I mean, of course you can, of course you can. I'm sure Rafi hasn't written any fucking anti, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Trump anthems, but it's, I'm just amazed that that's because as an artist, you know, your art is your message and mm-hmm. that's how it gets out. And instead of writing art, they're writing fucking, I don't know, whatever they're writing nowadays, you plus me equals the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to any of the fake, I've listened well, to fake But also once. as an
1: artist, you're, you're sort of at the mercy of your art You know, you you get ideas for what you get ideas for and you can write stuff for what you write stuff for. So if they're not getting ideas, if they're not moved by political action songs or call to action songs, then that's I mean, that's just who they are as artists. That doesn't mean I mean, you can separate the art from the artist and the the art from you as a person. Mm. right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose you can. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This is a hard one. Um, It's pretty easy. I, I guess I it just feels like if you're an artist you have to I uh, I don't know I guess that's not
1: true I don't I mean, write yeah me. you don't have to you can speak out against a, a uh, administration or or some policies without necessarily having to write a fucking song about it
0: yeah okay you're right all right all right you win Ebbo you win it just uh
1: <laughs> what can I say
0: <laughs> uh let's talk musically about this song a little bit um, okay. Those first 20 seconds are so fun and so much different than the rest of the song. Um, yeah, you've like got, the
1: Tyler, Tyler banging away on his little snare drum and
0: some, I love, some
1: unadorned keys.
0: Yeah. Cause I listened to the first, I read the lyrics first and then I listened to it. And when I heard Tyler just hitting the snare, I was like, Oh boy, this is going to be not on the nose, just lyrically, but on the nose musically too. Mm-hmm. Like we have this death march, but
1: um you know it reminded uh, me of the the flag kind of from gordon
0: yeah yeah i could hear that i could hear that a little bit um but yeah obviously it changes up and turns into more of a straight-up rock song later which i really mm-hmm. enjoy um but yeah so those first 20 seconds are actually a lot of fun because it fakes you out a little bit
1: okay, was um, it ju- but musically was it just me or did the first like like when ed starts singing um at least in the pre-chorus and everything like that the, the main not the chorus itself but it was just bank job right
0: uh, it was We a sent get, in, that in part? the
1: army. They sounded alarms. We. It was an upset in two minutes flat. We sent in the army. They sounded alarms. We. Like he, he it, like if he hadn't done that, like we at the end of it, like it would have been mm-hmm. just the exact same so musical musical structure as bank job
0: uh it was an upset we sent in the army sounded (laughs) alarms we i would say the first line of the verses is bank job to a T. You're 100% He kept right. it
1: off radar because yeah. we had to say R. Our... If he hadn't gone up at the end of the line, it would be yes. basically Bank Job.
0: The The first line of each of the little stanzas is the yeah. exact same cadence and rhythm it, and melody. It definitely gets
1: away job. from Bank Job in the chorus and later Boy. in the song. But yeah. like I, just heard, I just heard that and I could not not hear that.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, man. That's exactly what it is. You're 100% right. How wild that they were even on the same album. T- I mean, ish too. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, man, yeah, how also, strange. I mean, you, I don't know every artist has their sort of musical tics and I feel like this is kind of one of Ed's mm. when he's writing yeah, like, the, yeah. this sort of, this sort of specific cadence. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, ex- I'm curious if we're going to hear it sort of in future songs going forward, but who knows? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting. I certainly
1: don't. Cause I haven't listened to anything in excess of bare naked ladies or me.
0: <laughs> I do recall that uh, this song was vetted for uh, the main album, the first album. Uh, and uh, uh, they ended up turning it down and put it on uh, our men. So, But I, I think it would have been wild to have Bank Job and this song on the same real album album. Uh, that would have been very, very strange to me. Right next to each other. Yeah, right next to each other. That would have been wonderful. What if they just did... Fuck, they should do a melody live, in, or a medley. I always confuse those two words. A medley. Back, of, back
1: and forth, yeah.
0: Yeah, but, oh man, that would be a good time, even though they are thematically could not be more different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I... I saw somebody online, speaking of trivia that I read, saw somebody online say that this song hits harder because it's not subtle. Do you mm-hmm. think smarter is better? Or do you think it's better to just come out swinging with your punches in terms of the message that you deliver?
1: Well, I think that subtlety is lost on a lot of on the broader audience. So it depends sure. on what your goal is. Like if your goal is to reach people as wide a uh, wide an audience as possible then yeah come out swinging but if you want to i don't know i don't know saker it's like everyone talks about high literature and high sure. art and low art and you know as if there's some sort of desire d- like divide but yeah i think that you know people make a d- distinction between higher and low art but honestly like <clears throat> the stuff that they pull up as like high art or like great american novels is essentially just low art from a while ago right shakespeare yeah the dude like half of this stuff is dick jokes
0: yeah. Right. Yeah, that's and true.
1: Some sort of exemplar, you know. And
0: I, yeah, I, I think the, I mean, the line is so so blurred today, especially with our generation, because what what used to be considered low art, we're now ascending. Like, I went to a video game orchestra concert a couple mm-hmm. months ago. It's like, what is it high art? Is it low art? Does it fucking
1: matter? Yeah, and you're I right. That, I think that high art is just low art plus time. Yeah, popular, boy. I can oh, say boy. low art. And it gets to my. It gets to my. Uh, fundamental pieces of life if you do a good job you can get away with a lot i
0: I hate that i hate it so much (laughs) just Um, gotta do a good job yeah uh yeah there's so we were talking about the first 20 seconds of the song Mm -hmm. kev is doing some weird step downs like really discordant
1: chords did you notice that in the first 20 seconds it it made it feel kind of disjointed to me which i actually kind of enjoyed
0: me too I liked it a lot. Um, it's yeah, he's, he's just some some real strange shit, uh, but fun, fun shit certainly. Um, I thought Ed sounded especially nasal in this song for some mm-hmm. reason.
1: Well, he had his like uh, he had his indie singer voice on. Right? Yeah, because there's like there's like the voice where he's a rock singer and he gets kind of a little bit more gravelly, but then there's the one where he's like, "I just told you everything <laughs> I know," and he like gets a little bit higher and a little bit more. I don't want to say preachy, but like there's yeah. like it sounds like he's smiling as he's singing.
0: Yeah. Sort of Because his... he
1: knows something you don't.
0: I I you know what? And thankful that you use that phrase because I, I picture it as his I know voice. I know <laughs> why. Like that's almost exactly the voice he's he's taking on in this song. You're right. You're right. There's pop ed, there's country ed, and then there's indie ed. And this mm-hmm. is definitely an indie ed song. Well, it's nice um, that you can
1: wear so many different hats. Oh
0: yeah, certainly. Um This is, uh, uh, I I liked this rhymes in this song. I think there are a lot of fun rhymes that he does Uh, in this song. You did not like them?
1: The, that fucking bridge, man. Okay. I was, I was waiting for that. I had never heard this song before in my life, but as soon as it started, I'm like, uh, I know it's coming. I know this fucking bridge is coming where they like get all yakety sacks and like get weirder (laughs) and weirder. (laughs) Like fucking Moss Eisley Cantina. (laughs) Cantina and like. That just like because I could read the lyrics and just like the acted, you know, yeah. yeah, stream yeah, yeah. I just well, get sure. like my shoulders kept slumping deeper and deeper <laughs> every time they added another level on that fucking shit house.
0: I don't think that's good rhyming. Uh, when I said good rhyming, I meant like the fun rhymes, like army alarms we radar say are Like his multi-syllabic shit that he's doing at the end of lines that is really uh, 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 good. <laughs> Boy, I searched for a while to find the word good.
1: Well, that's, uh, yeah, no argument here. We kept it off radar because we had to say our. But, those are those are decent ones. But, but fuck, I think,
0: l- let's talk yeah. about that bridge. Oh, my God. Uh, it starts like a normal BNL bridge. It's fun. It's interesting. And then it goes off the wall. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Put a smile on Because we just got reelected I take it you did not like it then.
1: I see why they did it objectively, and I think it fits within the song, you know. So I'm judging this against, of course, the worst bridge of all time about bananas and Indians. Sure, and sure, sure, and stuff sure. Like so it is, it is a serviceable bridge. Yeah. Um, did not, I'm not a fan of it, but I can see its place in the song as everything, like, because they're talking about the world sort of disassociating and you know unraveling, and so to have the song sort of unravel in the bridge too is a fun musical like flourish but at the same time didn't didn't like it
0: yeah um i i thought it was really fun and good and i liked it i gotta say um musically i liked it those brasses that they pull in like the southern big band style Mm -hmm. brasses i thought were super great um (laughs) i i also think it sounds like ty drops his drumsticks after the bridge is over which i love but also lyrically it takes a lot, like, you could just go on a rhyming dictionary and be like, deflected, unprotected, neglected, resurrected. But to make those make sense in the context of the song, too, I think takes a pretty dexterous hand. Um, and, you know, uh, I think sometimes they're stretching a new salute is genuflected, might be mm-hmm. the, yeah. the, <laughs> the the one that stretches the most. Um, but uh, a Gallup poll will be respected gallows pole will be erected Is just mm. like fucking good ass masterful like mm. internal rhyme external rhyme songwriting that i thought was really really well done um i don't yeah. know i thought there was nope. a lot that was admirable about this bridge
1: i agree from an objective standpoint this is a fine bridge
0: <laughs> but subjectively you yeah, just I,
1: did. I was not a fan i'm not a fan of it
0: right simply because it was just too well, simply because too i much.
1: didn't really like this song that much
0: sure sure it i I thought it's definitely the part of the song that will stay with me. Uh, I may forget oh, yeah. uh, the bank job-esque stuff, but here's the... And I wrote this in my notes, and I knew that we would take opposite stances. For you, this is Caitlin Bennett being the girl who shat her pants, Right. But for me, this is Little Caesars as the company that paid Rosa Parks' rent. It's the thing you mm-hmm. remember about the person, either good <laughs> or bad. You're going to view this as the sh- song shitting its pants at a frat party. I'm going to view this as the song paying Rosa Parks' rent for years and years without asking for any uh, acknowledgement. Um, yeah, I think, I think this, one, this one goes down smooth. Uh, the one thing I didn't love, speaking of things we don't love about this song, the call and answer oh yeahs at the end.
1: Oh
0: yeah. Uh, not not a fan of that. I felt like it was the Steve Army versus the Jim Army, and I didn't mm-hmm. understand what it was trying to do or where it was going or just not a fan.
1: Steve's
0: yeah. harmony sound wonderful. We have a great stop and go moment at the beginning of the song, which I have said before, mm-hmm. fucking love.
1: You are a good. You are. You stop in hand claps.
0: You, you, you like. know me. Did you fail to see? It
1: was a gag.
0: And that's really about all I had for this song, Ev. Mm-hmm. What else did you have to say about it?
1: Nothing in particular. Like uh, I didn't know. I at first I didn't like the um, twisting cadence on the you know on on the second lines of every of everything. They sounded alarms wee like and then it kind of grew it kind of grew on me so I actually kind of enjoyed it then. Yeah. Um,
0: I love that octave jump. It's very strange. Yeah. Like a very strange choice to make, but it's fun.
1: But because I kept compa- I think that I think that if it hadn't sound sounded like if it hadn't given me those Bank Job notes, I think I would have enjoyed the song more, but I couldn't help but compare it to Bank Job musically, which made me like the song less because Bank Job's a much better song.
0: Yeah. Oh man, that's interesting. And I hadn't considered it. And I wonder if subconsciously I like this song more because it reminded me of bank job hmm. um, because it gave yeah. me those same good feelings that it did. Interesting that when it's pulled out more, you like it less because you realize that it's just uh you know, it felt, it felt sort of derivative derivative is the word I was looking for. Uh, but yeah, maybe if it's subconscious, it's, it's good. Interesting. I like that. Um, other versions of it. Do you yep. listen to the bathroom session?
1: Yeah, I did. It was pretty much down the plate, except for the end.
0: Yeah, uh, I, was, I was just curious kind of how he did the fast part on guitar, and mm-hmm. it was just the fast part on guitar. Be yep. right, the ending, he does a new ending on it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, or he starts singing some doo do dos yeah, yes. But I noticed that in further live versions, mm-hmm. he keeps those bathroom session drop-ins. He goes the do 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 uh, If Did you listen to any other live versions of the song?
1: I heard one from, uh, I think it was Ships and Dips 7, was it, oh, okay. or 5? Yeah. I don't think there and was, was, it, seven. Yeah. It was a 7, yeah. It was just a regular version of this.
0: Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I love that he shades himself on it afterwards. He's like, I don't know what that was. I don't think that worked. But then, and then he does it <laughs> in the future.
1: Um,
0: there's an acoustic version that was exclusively available on the BNL, uh, Barenaked Ladies RUSB, Uh mm-hmm. Which is fine. Uh, it's live and acoustic. The crowd fucking eats up the bridge. They change one lyric. Uh, they change instead of uh, creation myth is resurrected, they say intelligent design is resurrected. Don't know why. Doesn't mean anything. It's fine. Uh, I think the
1: specificity, right?
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Creation,
1: creation myth can mean a lot of things, but I think they wanted to specifically call out like Christian a creation. Christian creation yeah. myth. Yeah. yeah. So I absolutely. think I, 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 yeah, that works a little bit better for me. But at the same time, I don't care.
0: It it is more. I mean, it sounds good. It's very. Uh, you know, he fits them all in, but it's him packing on the syllables. intelligent the sad will be resurrected. Um, word and stacking. He's my uh, no, word stacking boy. You yeah. You hate that word stacking. You would have hated this. Um, and then there's a live version from Glasgow where Kev is on accordion. That's kind of cool. But again, very mm-hmm. samey, 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 samey. This is a kind of a samey song.
1: When you were queuing up like videos on YouTube, have you been getting a lot of like ads for the Epoch Times? For the what? The Epoch Times.
0: I don't know what that is. What is it?
1: It's a, um, basically like an online, well, it's a newspaper slash news organization. Um, I don't know if, if it's just, I don't know why it's been targeting me, but like every time I queue up a YouTube video, it seemed like it's like this woman cutting cucumbers and then she's like, Huh. I didn't know that China started the coronavirus (laughs) epidemic. And then the guy next to her goes, actually, and like goes into this like huge explanation of how the Chinese communist party covered it up and everything like that. I mean, yeah. And I, it got me curious because I'm like, I know that like a bunch of far right weirdos always advertise on YouTube, but it was a front for Falun Gong, which is like the, um, it's like a Falun Gong is like a um, fringe Buddhist adjacent sect that uh, on paper seems okay, but in practice is kind of occult slash terrifying. Other okay. the same people who who fund the, you know Shen Yun, you see those like dancers that go sure. around the country, yeah. So, but they're that the Epoch Times is uh, um it's Falun Gong is remarkably anti-China because I mean China did crack down on them in the late '90s and like kidnap and torture to death many of the followers Jesus. and um, launch a propaganda campaign. Also, they're like they're still like. Kidnapping and harvesting organs from Falun Gong followers in China, like the Uyghurs. But at the same time, it's a really murky thing because, like, the leader of Falun Gong, Li Hongzhi, is uh, um kind of a nut job. Like, he believes that like aliens came in the nine or the seventies and like mind controlled us to help us make computers, oh and he walk through walls and like float. He lives in America. He like he lives in New York or something in this like compound. But he. He believes, like, very that the Falun Gong was kind of, kind of stayed out of American politics until, like, the late, the mid teens, because, like, he saw Trump and descending down, like, this golden elevator. And Trump was talking about how he's going to destroy China and he beats China all the time. And this guy's like, yep, yeah, this guy. This guy's going to destroy China once and for all. Put all of our support behind Trump. 100% Trump, Trump, Trump. <laughs> oh so God. they've sort of shaded into, like, uh, Sort of anti uh, their anti China hatred sort of shaded ch- ch- into like pro Trump pro like European far right movements like uh, um, like they came out in support of uh, Jean Marie Le Pen like that xenophobic anti Semite who is like the head of the French far right um, Holocaust denier sort of thing um, so yeah it's a it's a pretty it's a mixed bag because on one hand the Chinese government is terrible and completely violates human okay, rights and sure. commits war crimes. Well, they're not at war, but commits, like, crimes against human- humanity and ethics all the time. But at the same time, Falun Gong's, like, reputation isn't that clear either, especially right. recently. So, you know, it's a bucket of fucking worms that it was a fun rabbit hole to go down. I'm like, Black wow. Times, this is a weird thing for a, a YouTube ad to say.
0: For so, real?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, bizarre. And do you think it has anything to do with you searching for barnacid ladies a lot? Do you think that they're sort of hitching their wagon to barnacid
1: ladies? Well, I look for like like my YouTube like history is like bare naked ladies, let's plays, and like uh, movie soundtracks sure. and video game soundtracks. So, so I'm not sure how that particularly. So God. I get that, and I get Joe Biden uh, sure. ads.
0: I want to do a little A B testing for. I want to see which of those three things is really putting you into the Chinese murder cult uh, uh, right. wheelhouse there. So, I'm betting it's some combination of Bernie Ladies and Let's Plays. They're trying to, it's probably, probably just Let's Plays. They're trying to target young people who <laughs> are pliable. So, your young, pliable mind ooh, is getting in there,
1: Ev. Ooh, yeah. They didn't know that I'd spent more than a decade of my life studying Asian history. <laughs> it was just <laughs> pretty fun because I looked it up and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is a Fallen Gong front? Cool. Yeah, it's really,
0: I had no idea the Shenyun dancers were, uh, or the, oh, yeah. The, yeah. that's yeah. interesting.
1: Because they they were they made both of these the Epoch Times and the Shenyang Dancers to like counter Chinese propaganda. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of working. Right and I mean, on paper, Falun Gong's a pretty. deep... I mean, it's just about like being good and like meditating and like focusing your you know uh, not, trying not to accrue bad karma. But unlike Buddhism, where they want you to like sort of separate from the physical world and be and, you know become sort of an aesthetic. at least at least um, you know, Chan Buddhism. But like in Falun Gong, you're supposed to like be secular and like function in society and like try to be a better person within the context of society so you know just like christianity and like you know islam and stuff there's a lot of laudable stuff within the context sure. of a religion it's sure. just you know when the fucking rubber hits the road <laughs> right it doesn't necessarily pay out with every single follower but you sure. know just like any belief system you know you can't you can't account for assholes what a wild road
0: to go down on this episode what a strange tangent. yeah
1: sorry i just uh
0: no i love it it's just i did not expect that coming from this episode um my my ads are all for uh grammarly i don't get any ad but grammarly
1: on youtube i used to get grammarly too yeah. but uh it makes me grammarly makes me furious
0: why just because... because
1: i'm a proofreader like part of my job is proofreading and like the stuff they do isn't necessarily, like, I don't know, having a program tell you how to, like, grammatically structure a sentence is useful for, I understand it's utility, but, like, for me, it's very frustrating. Like, I always turn off the grammar function in every fucking Word document because right. it's telling me how to, don't tell me how to grammar this fucking sentence. I know right. grammar.
0: Well, it's also putting you out of work, I suppose.
1: <laughs> no, I don't care. I mean, I, I'm also a data scientist, so, you know, I, I am just a uh, proofreader because, none of my uh, immediate bosses can compose a written written thought, (laughs) even though they are very articulate in person.
0: Yes, understood. So I
1: will always have a goddamn job, because none of them are using Grammarly, for sure. Uh, And I swear to God, my boss turns off his fucking... Like, he also turns off his grammar function, but he doesn't know how to use English (laughs) grammar.
0: Ev, speaking of having a job and having a function, why don't you perform your function on this show, and tell us how this song is like a dating sim.
1: This song, of course is the dating sim, My Girlfriend is the President. <laughs>
0: okay, got it.
1: Which came out in 2009 in Japan, oh, and good. 2011 in the United so States. So
0: still still, when President wasn't a uh, an evil word.
1: I guess. Okay, got it, go ahead. During the Obama, the Obama era. <laughs> sure. Um, so it stars uh, Junichiro Honda, who awakes one day to find his next-door neighbor slash childhood friend, has been elected President of the United States of Nippon.
0: Oh, the United States. Okay, got it. So it does taste. Yeah. So
1: it's a it's a it's a portmanteau of United States and and got not it. not just Nihong, which is like the the way they say, they say it when they're referring to their country, but like Nippon, which is like saying Merka.
0: Okay, got
1: it. it. Like it's okay. like a, it's got some sort of like it's got over overtones of like um, nationalism. Okay, I understand. Uh, not necessarily terrible, but you know it is what it is. So yeah, um, it seems like uh, and and here's where it gets a little weird. Just like uh, this song. Uh, The reason why she's been elected president is because aliens crash-landed their spaceship into the White House slash Diet chambers, killing everyone in the government. Mm -hmm. And to avoid chaos, they in they grab and put a brainwashing chip in this uh, your your friend, who's a then uh, Yukino Ohana, who is a uh, sort of a, a satire, President Obama, as you can oh, tell by the okay, name. Okay, got it. Um, but it's, she ends up being sort of more like George Bush in a lot of ways. Um, I see. So they, she's got a chip in there that brainwashes everyone into, into thinking that she is the president and liking her an awful lot. Um,
0: Wait, she's got a chip in her brain that brainwashes other people?
1: Yeah, she like it's like a radio frequency thing. Where got I, it. Like, okay. y- yeah, yeah. Except for the main character, Junichiro Honda, um, unabashed pervert. Okay. (laughs) Who spends ninety nine percent of the game sexually harassing any female character that comes anywhere near him? Fun. Uh, But he's had sort of a six million dollar man slash Tony Stark incident as a boy, where his body and brain were reconstructed after an accident. Okay. Uh, So he uh, has he's able to like not be brainwashed. So he's the only one who sees that she's supposed to be vice, not to be president. But that's okay because he gets elected vice president. Um, So there's also uh, starships that take the form of of human girls. Okay. And um, a uh, a giant uh, panda that works uh, that sells sells Chinese food and also uh, Vladimir Putin makes a uh, <laughs> uh, 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 an appearance as a, in a female form as Irina Vladimirovna Putna, who is a uh, hardcore uh, terrorist fighter uh, by night and also the president of Russia with one S by the day, so you can see um, how this uh, song basically is uh, beat for beat this game uh, in that it is bizarre and a bunch of gobbledygooks smashed into a single narrative framework right um, so the song is on point just like this girlfriend as a president seems to be on point but then you dive into it just a tiny bit and you see that it is far more um, complex than the original premise lets on just like the Iraq war is far more uh, complex than this song lets on sure um, also, there's a talking giant talking panda. Cause why the fuck not? Sure,
0: got it. Ev, you did not mention that this game is an eroge, which is wild to me. Yeah. I don't know. Is that is is that weird? Uh, for those listeners who don't uh who who don't know what that means, this is a, a a porn game basically. Uh, there's there's some uh pornographic element to this game. It doesn't say what it is here. Uh, but <laughs> it's it's an 18 plus game. Where, panda dicks. Okay, is there are there panda dicks just hanging out everywhere? No,
1: no, okay. there aren't. Uh, uh, the villain, the villain does want to collect all the beautiful women in the world in a harem so that he can make out with them anytime he wants. Sure, 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 sure.
0: Yeah, and this is where I feel like most uh, most dating sims are going. Uh, they're they're all leading to to gay eventually in the end. Um, but most of them don't hit that point. But this one apparently does, which I'm very uh, it's bizarre to find that out um yeah apparently so the, um yeah no, go, go so
1: basically ahead. the the reason why oh i'm sorry i didn't know you no go ahead basically the um premise the junichiro honda character is sort of sort of a he seems almost more trumpian than anyone else but this is obviously because he's a he's a pervert who um, sure. is kind of a piece of shit in all regards um yeah. and like if it wasn't for the fact that you know his Family slash friends got him into this office. He wouldn't be there, mm. and uh, you know, I don't know. And look, I mean, it looks back on like it makes me look back on like the Bush and the um, Trump era, and just kind of frustrating yeah, in general.
0: Certainly, just like that whole era was. I remember it well. It's uh, still happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. All right, Ev. Uh, I think it's about time to rate this song. As usual, Evan, we rate this song on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. So, on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed, Ebba, where this song fall?
1: I've done it. I've finally done it. I'm starting to work on my time machine. Okay. Um, it will allow me to go back in time. It will allow me to write what, what what once went wrong. It will allow me to butterfly effect the shit out of everything and ruin mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just starting to work on the time machine. I got my lab coat on. I got my shirt. I got my long pants. I got my goggles. Good. I got my uh, my lab shoes. Yeah, um, as you do. I, I got my mask on. I'm pretty, pretty fucking clothed. Then, boom. Explosion. Smoke fills the air. It's me from the future. It says, oh my god, Evan. You're pretty clothed, but you're gonna be wearing so much more clothes in the future. This is, this is gonna be so much more clothes. You're gonna be so. There's gonna be. There's gonna be clothes all over your entire body. Are, are you like, but,
0: drinking but, and burping at the time, or? Even...
1: I'm pretty. I'm pretty well clothed. Okay. I'm like. Uh, I'm pretty clothed right now, but he's like, no, no, no. This. This isn't the amount of clothes you're gonna be wearing. You think it's. You think you got a lot of clothes now. Things <laughs> are gonna get so much more clothes in the future. You're gonna be wearing. You're gonna be wearing all sorts of stuff. You're gonna be wearing a, 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 a scarf wrapped around your face. You're gonna you're gonna be wearing long johns. You're gonna be wearing gloves. You're gonna be wearing shoes. You're gonna be wearing socks over your shoes and another pair of shoes on top of that. There's so much more worse things to come in the future. You you just you don't even ready for it. Right now you're in the salad days, buddy. You just got a little bit of clothes on. You got a few clothes on. You got a lab coat. That's all you got. I got I I got I, I wake up in a lab coat. You know how you sleep naked. I sleep in the sleep in the lab coat. I sleep in the clothes you're wearing. <laughs> And I go, what the fuck are you even talking about? He says, you think this, you think you're clothed? You think you're clothed? Just wait. Just wait for the next album. Just wait. You're going to get so clothed. You're going to get so clothed. And then he like disappears. I'm like, okay. So I give up on my time machine and uh, that's pretty much it.
0: Whoa, you paradoxed him out of existence.
1: Yeah. That guy doesn't deserve to live. (laughs)
0: Bizarre. Okay.
1: So yeah, didn't really like this song, but I know they're... I can't get too clothed, because there's going to be way more clothes in the future. You
0: can't rate these on a bell curve like that the, doesn't and exist And just like yet.
1: the, uh, just like the, wait till I finish, just like the Bush <laughs> presidency, I thought that was possibly one of the most fully clothed presidencies I've sure. ever seen, sure. but no. No, the future the Trump presidency is has so many more clothes. It's so much worse. Everyone wears clothes all the time. Sure, but There's no skin to be seen. Even when you open your mouth, it's just fabric.
0: <laughs> but Ev, then on your on your rating system, we'd have to rate the Trump presidency like half clothes. Because what if somebody comes along further down the line? Are we going to retroactively declothe this presidency? No, we're
1: not. Because that's why I destroyed the fucking time machine, man. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, sure. So we'll just lived. It lived only in this rating. Sure, sure, sure. Understood.
0: Um, in mine, uh, I am. I wake up in the morning on my hard cot, and I say, I don't remember going to sleep on a hard cot. This can't be right. Um, and the lights turn on and but you know I know it's yours. I know it's mine. Well, I don't know it's mine, but when I hear my drill sergeant say, uh, Hey, all you recruits, you've got to make your cut so that I can bounce a corner off of them. I go, what the fuck? Th- th- this must be my cut. Uh, I didn't know we were supposed to, uh, uh, put a top sheet on our cloth. I didn't know, or on our cot. I didn't know we were supposed to have a fitted sheet over it, but I, I get up and out of bed and I'm, I'm starting to fit this sheet over this thing and I'm, 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 I'm making it and it's sloppy because I haven't had the training that I need to have. And I get, I get told to run a hundred laps in my, uh, in my, my pajamas, which, uh, just like all the other recruits, as I'm looking around, we're all dressed in, um, you know, uh, uh, underwear and, uh, a tank top. Um, and I, I get outside and as I'm going outside, I start running, trying to think like, what is happening to me? Where am I? What's going on? Have I, is this, will the, will the next jump be finally my jump home? And as I'm passing the lake that I, that I pass, as I'm running around the, the boot camp, I take a look in it and I realize that I'm not me. I am of course, Brian Pepper. Bare Naked Ladies, uh, war narrator from Cell, 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 from Helicopters, from all of their war songs. Uh, and I know at that moment that, uh, the future is hell for me. I'm going to be put into a terrible situation, uh, and I'm going to perhaps be blown apart, um, because I, uh, I, th- things just don't turn out well for Brian Pepper in those songs. Um, so, uh I guess I'm tank top, I guess I'm underwear, some some boxer briefs, but I know that there are worse things to come, just like you. Ebbo! Yeah. Huh? We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done, a Bernaked Ladies podcast. Woo-hoo! Hey Evan. Hey. Um There's
1: gotta be aliens out there, right? I don't know. This is a great question. I don't think so. I mean there has to be. Statistically, there's no possible way there could not be aliens out there.
0: I mean, yeah, okay. There might be aliens, but they're certainly not as well developed as we are, or equally developed, maybe. They don't have the, the capacity to travel interdimensionally,
1: right? Intergalactically. I mean, I think, personally, I think that the capacity to do that just doesn't exist. Okay. Like, there's, a, I mean, as a sci fi author, I find it, you know, I, I think that it's fun to imagine, but I think that. It's kind of sad that we're all just going to develop on our planets and maybe get out into the solar system, but not much farther than that because everything is so fucking far away.
0: Sure. Um, yeah, I, I would say that that's probably true, but I think more likely that they are microbiotic or they are, you know, some, some tiny little, uh, uh, thing. I don't think they are, they're, they're sentient beings capable of rational thought. I don't know or that, that seems-
1: Every technical. civilization gets to a certain point and then destroys itself, like we're, we're heading for. Sure. I mean, that's it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's an option too. Maybe these were once great, uh, once great beings. Uh, what do you think? Do you think there are aliens out maybe there? Maybe they're just
1: maybe they're just real silly.
0: Sure. Oh, you think they have the capacity for extraplanar flight. Extraplanar by the way.
1: They're on a different intergalactic, I think is the word you're no, looking for.
0: No, I'm looking for a multidimensional and intraplanal. Uh <laughs> I so you think they have the capacity for that flight, but it's funnier for them, sillier if they don't do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're just they just have a really weird sense of humor and they don't like us sure, really well.
0: Sure, Maybe it's just they have to do whatever is the funniest option and it's funnier to watch us kill ourselves and destroy our environment and uh, have to mm-hmm. terraform a new planet. That's the silliest Yeah, option. maybe
1: this is like the funniest thing they've ever fucking seen.
0: That is pretty funny. As a human species, to watch us destroy ourselves is a yeah. laugh riot. As I mean, a one percenter. Really, it's
1: not like it's their fault. Sure, right? no,
0: absolutely. You're right, you're right. Um, yeah, what do you think they call themselves?
1: I don't think they call themselves a word that we can understand. Their language is probably based on like, um, chromatophores changing color, such that, you know, they, they've got very, they don't have eyes per se, but like eye spots so they can sense changes in color and whatnot. And uh, so I think their language is, is visual based. Okay. So they, so we would be like, it'd be like single red dot would be like somebody's name.
0: Sure. But what does that mean? I mean, what's the, the, the connotation of single red dot?
1: I don't know. I mean, what's the connotation of Saker?
0: It's a falcon or a cannon. I mean, there's...
1: A, ca- a cannon? Yeah, Saker cannon. You're named after a cannon? I don't...
0: I mean, my last name is a... Or my, my name is a, a family name. So my grandmother was Dorothy mm. Saker. Uh, so, boy, I'm giving, oh, giving our viewers okay. as if they didn't have enough ammo to find out who I am well, or where
1: I am. Yeah, we've talked about your first name. I can use your first name on this No, podcast, no, no, I'm right? giving
0: my, my grandmother's maiden name out, no. <laughs> which is probably a poor idea. Um, but uh, but yeah, absolutely. But it means something, right? What does Evan mean? Evan means something.
1: It's just Welsh for John.
0: Okay, what does John mean?
1: Like fucking almost assertively like blessed by God or something stupid like that, because it's a biblical name.
0: One who hires sex workers. Um,
1: I, sex work is work, man. Sure, sure,
0: absolutely. Um, Yeah, interesting Uh, Middle English Denote various occupations Including that of priest and policeman
1: Ooh! ooh. I guess I just came out pro cop The two finest occupations
0: (laughs) Um, So so what do you think single red dot fucking means, Ev? Give me some connotation to single red dot
1: Uh, It means uh, priest or policeman
0: (laughs) Single red dot is the john of their universe Pretty much Single red dot smith is his name
1: a single red dot on a field of tiger stripes. Sure, that's... Smith, Smith that's that's the Smith.
0: Sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> single red dot on a field of... What an ugly-ass name. Or they could
1: communicate, like, through... Let's say they communicate through, like, digestion. Uh-huh. So they're not individual beings, but, like, um... Like, colonies. Like... Sure. like Intelligent colonies collectively intelligent colonies. So like say they're made up of worms or something and they have mastered the art of like gene splicing so they actually write their Language into their genetic code sure. and they communicate by sending little like worms into other colonies And then that colony devours the worms reads the genes and then replies wow. by sending worms of its own okay. because the individual worm is is not it's not like it's like setting up like cutting off your fingernails or losing a piece of hair like it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of the thing yeah. Or like you know rubbing off some cells in your yeah. body because i mean we're if you think about it we're collective entities right we have specialized cells within us that do specific roles yeah um, and as a whole we're a person but at the same time if you break us down on the cellular level we're you know a collective entity
0: damn dude you just fucking blew my mind
1: and that was my speech on the mighty mitochondria. And
0: <laughs> that's... Powerhouses well, of the cell. That's how I spent my summer vacation. <laughs> uh, Ev, you know what else is non-human but still finds a way to communicate? Well, of course. <laughs> that's the beasts of the anime Stars. And you can follow along with stars on the Cheriton School Report, a Beastars podcast. That's right. Sabrina and Dawn discuss Beastars. Haru Itagaki's anime adaptation of her award winning manga about
1: anthropomorphic
0: animals wrestling with their carnal desires. Uh, their latest. Ooh, stuff, so it's
1: just about, like, furries?
0: Yeah, it's about, yeah, animals that want to fuck. And
1: um, and there's nothing, nothing wrong with that, as long as they do it with other consenting adult <laughs> animals. It
0: seems very derivative of you to say it's just about furries. Oh, I mean, think of great. the power dynamic between a bunny and a bear.
1: Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. There, there's something there, F. There's something there that's awakening something inside of me.
1: And do you think that furries haven't thought of the power dynamic between a bunny and a bear? One hundred. Do you think is that like? I, and I know nothing about the like language or context of furries, but like your persona, and, and do you, am like is it just a is it just a uh, you know I'm an anthropomorphic bunny? But do you act more like a bunny when you're doing it? Or you're like, or I'm a beefy bunny. Like, I do what I want. I, I bet there's, you know, I bet there's a lot of variety. I, you know, now that I say that. I, I bet that, it, you know, it just depends gamut. on the person.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there are a lot of people. I mean, I go to a lot of anime conventions and there's a lot of uh, uh, furry cosplayers there and such. And I think some of them act like characters and some of them are just people in fursuits who recognize that they are just people in fursuits. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. We run the gamut. Hey, people of all stars and stripes my friend people of all stars and stripes as I always <laughs> these say. colors
1: never run
0: um, the Cherryton School Report actually just finished up their first season uh, and so you can binge the whole thing uh, uh, see you all again for season two Beast Off I don't know what Beast Off means but maybe they end their podcast with it
1: uh, I think that's like it's like jacking off but with a, with like a paw instead of a hand sure
0: Yes, absolutely. It's when you sit on your hand, put it to sleep, and then slip on your fursuit paw. <laughs> it feels like a wolf is is jacking you off. That's yep, correct. And That's what you want. That's, buddy, now you're playing with power. <laughs> and we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin that enormous wheel and see which segment we are going to do. The segment today is... If I had a million million dollars, dollars. how would the subject of this song spend a million dollars? Our second oldest segment. They Uh, would
1: not, they would, it wouldn't even (laughs) register to them. It's
0: not even a ping. They would buy one Abrams tank. (laughs) Like, I'm trying to think of, yeah, nothing.
1: I mean, they would, it would go to, you know their third Lamborghini or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, this is a really boring one here because they have, yeah. should we just spin it again?
1: Yeah. Cause they, I mean, we're talking about the 1% here, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. War, yeah. War profiteers. The War profiteers. Okay. They would use it to lobby Congress to get a bill passed. That would allow them to make a billion dollars. That
0: makes sense. Which is the same as investing it, I suppose, <laughs> which is what we always say. For... It's investing
1: it in a way that should be illegal.
0: <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, Wrap your arms around me. Imagine this song describes a date or relationship. Who are the partners? How does it go? See, this one is hard because this song, again, as I said, has no artifice. Like, it is about a thing. So, Mm -hmm. it is very hard to imagine it's about anything but the thing.
1: And here's the thing, too. I think that we already did this for the last, like, anti-Bush song because I seem to remember very strongly, like, us trying to get George Bush to date somebody.
0: Yes, I believe that's true. All right, let's spin it again. Boy, this is fun. I love those when I can write up the segment, and it's just like a hundred uh, characters long. It's it's as long as a human name. Piece of cake. Pair this song with a food or drink.
1: <laughs>
0: now we're getting into it. Very,
1: very. Yeah, good. I feel like this song would be super. It's like a um, Middle Eastern fusion restaurant. Okay. How? So it's like it's like going to a, going to a Middle Eastern restaurant. There's there's a lot of like. Middle Eastern restaurants in my neighborhood, like some, like, and uh, Af- North African restaurants and things like that, um, where you can go and they've got delicious, you know, ethnic foods and you could also order just a hamburger. Yeah, right. So it's like a hamburger prepared by a, you know, one Michelin star chef from Iraq.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Jerusalem, the best restaurant in Columbus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's not what I was talking about, but.
0: But it is the best restaurant. Um, yeah, I can see. But see, I almost feel like it's it's a, a a Middle Eastern restaurant. Not not that it's a parody of Middle Eastern restaurants, but it does it such a disservice, right? Because ostensibly the song takes place in mm-hmm. the Middle East, but it is the Middle East by way of a fucking uh, a, a takeover. Oh,
1: God, it's somebody who went it's a it's some like fight, some, somebody with Blackwater yep. who went over to the Middle East, Um. spent like eight months there on a defense contract had a falafel once yep. and was like man this is fucking delicious exactly. i'm gonna open a fucking restaurant when i get home
0: exactly it's like jim's falafel cart or something like yeah. someone who has no business making fucking baba ganoush who is uh serving you the worst shit that you've ever tasted in your life
1: and i'm not saying like you know like with the uh, with music you know you can you can if you do a good job, it's fine. But he's making terrible <laughs> baba he's like, he, he has taken no time to learn anything about the culture or the food yes. or anything behind it. He is just a guy shoveling fucking chopped up eggplant onto a uh, flat bread roll. Yes, exactly.
0: He's making some real katashish mishwi, which is the only phrase I know in Arabic, <laughs> which uh. means chicken shit on a stick. Thank you, Dad, for teaching me one phrase in Arabic (laughs) once. Um, Yeah, I agree. Unless we look at it from the other way around. Because if we're in the 1% Ev, then I think Mm. popcorn and a large Coca-Cola is the Mm. best accompaniment to this song. Like hot buttered, maybe a cup of nachos on the side with some hot molten cheese drizzled on those. Man, oh man. I
1: think it's it's the... It's the um, hamburger-fries combo on the McDonald's on the base in Kabul.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, that could be. Or actually... Going with my movie metaphor, I like yours. Going with my movie metaphor, it's almost like you go to a movie theater and you try like you haven't eaten dinner and you're like, I wonder what it would be like if I ordered a rack of ribs from AMC theaters. Oh like, Jesus, <laughs> yes. Fucking theaters that have shitty ass garbage. Uh, yeah, so it's it, like a
1: rack of ribs but instead of like barbecue sauce, it's got that nacho cheese <laughs> all over it.
0: <laughs> oh, that hit me just in the right place. I yeah, really want to try that now.
1: And you pay, and you pay forty dollars. For yes, it.
0: absolutely. You overpay through the nose for whatever that is. God damn. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. That is the food. So we worked our way around to it, which is yeah. nacho <laughs> cheese on ribs that you order from Jim's uh, Jim's, uh Kibby cart.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, they have like they have like full. Last time I went to an AMC, which was you know seven months ago, eight months ago, like they had like an actual pizza place inside of it. Oh. It was like it was like a storefront slash pizza place, and it was like Giuseppe's or something like that. Really? But it still served like the garbage pizza in like the little cart, and like it wasn't it wasn't good pizza. Yeah. Like, it didn't look good.
0: Yeah, that's very funny. What the fuck was I gonna say? Oh yeah, one of the theaters around here, Marcus Theaters, the best theater chain in the country. They have uh, MacGuffin's Bar inside, and boy, is that place a fun fun place to go.
1: Yep, if you want to pay fourteen dollars for a beer, yeah, 14, best place in the world to get
0: Fourteen dollars for like Jules's suitcase cocktail. <laughs> like it has a fun <laughs> name. Like that's exciting. So, all right.
1: The Benjamin Button.
0: <laughs> this will age you in reverse.
1: That's where your drink starts empty and gets full.
0: <laughs> sure, or you start to drink it, and halfway through it, they arrest you because you're underage. Um, all right. Epo, now's the time of the show when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our nice little nuggets. Nuggets. Very good. There we go. Mm, Uh, We knew that was coming. Please email us. Folks, you're going to hear this three weeks later, but this is one of our last questions. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Ask us the stupidest shit about Benedict ladies that you can think of. This email comes from our perennial fan, Dan. Hey, Dan. Dan says, uh, his email is titled, Observations and I Guess a Question. (laughs) I've been watching slash listening to a lot of BNL on YouTube lately, missing a time when we can go to concerts, BNL had five members, etc. I've found that with the separate tracks on the selfie cam jams, I've really been able to focus in on the harmonies provided by Jim and Kev, which is nice and shows that the beautiful harmonies didn't leave with Steve. I agree. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Steve, I was re-watching the Reunion two-song set from the Juno Awards. And at the mm-hmm. very end of If I Had a Million Dollars, instead of singing If I Had a Million Dollars, Steve definitely says, When I Had a Million Dollars. Is Steve hurting for cash? And by hurting, I mean only regular rich and not rock star rich. The cost of living in Syracuse is pretty low, so I'm not too worried. But was this a subtle jab at their dispute over Bing ba- Big Bang royalties? Can't we all be friends again? That's all, Dan.
1: So. Uh, I guess the answer is yes.
0: Yes to Can't We All Be Friends or yes to Steve Hurting for Cash? Everything. Okay, sure. That makes sense to me. Um, I don't know, man, because he was having a play written. He uh, is selling. We're on our uh, 10th Live at Home uh, Steve Jam, which tickets are 8 bucks, And I think he sells... God, is it only a hundred tickets, or is it more than that? Uh, I think it might be more than that. So that's at least eight hundred. We'll say thousand dollars per week he's pulling in. That's not bad, right? I mean, yeah, but that's
1: not a million dollars. That's not that's not the heights of stardom. The one week, his one week of stardom.
0: Yeah. Okay. Of course.
1: He was, he was selling out uh, huge concert venues and uh, amphitheaters.
0: So I guess the bigger question is, do you think he still has a million dollars? I bet he does. I bet he does too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would, it would be hard to live off those royalties and not have a million dollars because yeah. well, I guess our people, our place is still using one week. They're not. Mm-mm. Is there anything that they're making royalties off of? Probably not. Now that I think about it.
1: Like they still probably still the Big Bang Theory theme song. Like but, Big Bang is still again, in syndication. He's not
0: making royalties off of that is the idea. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so maybe he is hurting for cash. I don't know. Hard to say. His play got canceled. He's... Damn, dude. I wonder if Steve's not well off.
1: You think Steve needs our help?
0: I think so. Do you know his cash app? Can we each send him, like, five bucks? Do you think that would be okay?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't think he would say no.
0: No, he probably wouldn't. Uh, God, here's what I wish. I wish, I hope beyond all hope and wish beyond all wishes that Steve Page would pop onto Cameo for even just a week so that I could buy my friend Ev... Whatever he, I would buy him the best cameo video. Uh. (laughs) I would have him record an introduction to our podcast. I would, I would love to have Steve on cameo. What a fun time that would be. Do you, you don't think so?
1: I'd rather have one from Kevin Hearn.
0: Really? You'd rather have a Kevio?
1: A Kevio. I think it would be cheaper.
0: Yeah. Well, for sure. How much do you think a page, just for context, uh, I mean, cameo can get pretty expensive. But I, I don't know. Who do you think is, is close to a Stephen Page? Sean Aston? No. No. No <laughs> way. Sean Aston's
1: way out of Page's League. Ernie Hudson? Yeah, thereabouts. I'm trying to think of like another, like are there any musicians on there? Oh,
0: yeah. We got plenty of musicians. Let's go to musicians. 4,874 musicians.
1: Like Vanilla Ice?
0: Uh, let's see if we got a, there's a Mark McGrath.
1: Is Mark McGrath yeah. pretty close? Yeah, I think actually, Mark McGrath might be a little bit lower than Steve because, okay. I mean, I think Mark McGrath had fewer hits.
0: Well, Mark McGrath is $99. That's a okay. lot of money. That is way more money than I would imagine. Tay Zonde is 40 bucks. That's a fucking deal. <laughs> and I'm sure he would do a custom parody of Chocolate Rain for you. Oh, man, what a good... That's, that is a fucking value. Um, but in any case, uh, yes, yeah, Steve, if you're hurting for money... Reach out to us. We would be happy to help you out. Do you think you
1: should tweet at him? Uh, ask him if he needs money or help or anything like that? Can
0: we, in the comments, when I post this episode, can we all tweet at Steven Page and ask him if he needs money? <laughs> Is that the worst, rudest
1: thing we could possibly do? Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely going to... I know you talked about... Uh, we've given up all hope of having any B&L boy on the show, yeah. but I, mean, I think maybe attacking Steve would give us a hope at the other boys. <laughs>
0: You think they might side with us once they see that uh, that that we've made an enemy of Steve? Well,
1: at least uh, at least until we give our reviews of their their albums without Steve. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So we have to do it now. Really, is what I'm trying to say.
1: We've made an enemy. We'll make an enemy of Steve. Well, whoa, whoa, I was whoa, thinking
0: whoa. the exact same thing and couldn't find a good place to put it in. So okay, uh, Dan, did that? An- oh, so I guess what what Dan's other question? Can't we all be friends? No. I think at this point in quarantine if they haven't become friends now, no, they will never be friends again. If they haven't pulled in Steve for a selfie cam jam or Ed for a live at home, there's no chance of it.
1: I think BNL to re reunite with Steve would need to be doing worse than they're doing. Like they're still charting. Like their album, their most recent like their most recent album had a couple songs that charted in Canada. Really? And yeah, we're I mean, like low yeah low on the charts but like they're still they're still selling out concert venues they're still you know doing shows and things like that sure so they still have enough juice on their own i think that they would have to be like doing very poorly and then to do like a reunion tour like both of them would need to like steve we've decided that steve needs the money but i don't think the other boys do
0: yeah yeah that's true god i would love to see that a reunion show man
1: so you want them to suffer is what you're saying. Well,
0: yeah, kinda of, but I mean I'm I'm watching I'm watching that Juno Award right now, and God damn it, they all look so happy. They all look so happy, Ev. Do you think it was put on for the cameras?
1: Almost oh, certainly. Ed is, Ed
0: is over Steve's shoulder singing into his mic fuck i don't know man they're smiling at each other that's what
1: they that's what they always said they always said they had a great time on stage it was just all the shit that wasn't on stage that they they hated yeah i guess
0: how sad okay all right well dan i guess we answered your goddamn question that made us all depressed (laughs) please keep sending them in please do not stop sending us emails all right ev that's the end of the show oh great we did it I know it is great Uh, you can uh, get with us on Twitter at been done pod get with us on Facebook uh, it's all been done a better good ladies podcast or I think facebook.com slash been done pod is where we are on there too check out the discord join the patreon all that good stuff that we know you love to do Um, you can leave a review of the show remember when I said we were up to 50 reviews Somehow two reviews got taken off. I don't know Perfect. how or why. So we're down to 49 now after Fishy's review last week. So please keep reviewing us. We would really love some reviews. Get us back up to 50. That would be fun.
1: Yeah, I guess you can. You can withdraw reviews, can't you?
0: I, I think it was probably a bot that was like giving a lot of five-star reviews to look credible and then probably like, um, and then they review, they took the bot off because they didn't leave any comments. They just left a number. So that's probably it.
1: Um, Bo, what do you got going on? We should write a bot that, we should write a bot that generates comments. That's
0: a really fun idea.
1: We just need a lot of general stuff that can be said about the hosts are hilarious and insightful.
0: <laughs> Maybe like it takes the first sentence of the Wikipedia for whatever the subject of it is and goes like, this is a great podcast about John Flansburgh and John Linnell, two of the members that make up, they might be giants. Like, <laughs> i don't know yeah we need to, we need to program it
1: yeah so we need a bot slash crawler to to yeah. web crawler to do this. so what
0: what are yeah. you plugging this week are you plugging stem initiatives
1: yeah okay. yeah i mean we really need we, we need more uh people more kids in stem we need more uh stem in general sure absolutely stem educations
0: yeah let's add an a in there put put the arts back in stem make it a steam
1: no nope, that's not that's not what i was talking about <laughs> arts are great arts are great but um that's what they always what's the difference between an artist and a large pizza. What's the difference? A large, uh, uh no. What's the same? Jeez. I, I fucked it up. <laughs> let's let's redo that joke. <laughs> Let me redo that joke. And will see you again. <laughs> what do an artist and a large pizza have in common? What? Neither of them can feed a family of four. Hey,
0: scabosh! Large pizza can't feed a family of four. Yeah, all right. I guess not. I guess not. You're right. I'm Saker.
1: And we'll see you again in one week.
0: on! You know what's better than a psychosexual show about an anthropomorphic introverted wolf in love with a promiscuous rabbit who also might want to eat her? No, I, I don't. Nothing? I mean, unless there were a podcast talking about a show about an anthropomorphic introverted wolf in love with a promiscuous rabbit who also might want to eat her, and was hosted by a lovely woman like myself and her dear childhood friend. I can't think of anything more derivative. Shut up! I mean, you're right. Come join us on the Chariotin School Report, a podcast about the anime Beastars. A show about, well, you got it. Fur, fun, terrible animal puns. Part of the Orange Groves Podcast Network. New episodes Mondays. Woo! Beast on! They don't say that. They should!